and welcome to my Xbox and me, episode 182. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer. Alongside, I don't think he's going to be this week, I'm going to be honest with you. Get erased, get hyped moment, snow bite Mike. I'll be honest with you, Mike. I don't think there was much to get hyped about this week, I'll be honest. But how are you doing anyway? Oh my god, there's plenty to get hyped about. I can't wait to bring the energy, talk about a birthday present that I've wanted my entire oh life. My I god. mean, I cannot wait to jump into this Xbox news right now. I can already tell you guys we're going to have a wrap. Me and Mike are going to have another wrap <laughs> like we always do. Uh, remember, you can get the show early if you go to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Something that you guys might care about this month's uh, fan mail tier is a bag of Xbox goodies. So there's an Xbox bag, there's an Xbox notebook, an Xbox pen, Xbox lanyard. It's all there. So if you support the $20 level on Patreon, you can get yourself a bunch of Xbox goodies. So go and check that out. It's on the page as we speak. Go till the end of April got to the end of april uh also remember go subscribe to the youtube channels youtube.com slash mc fixer and youtube.com slash mike of course you can find us on itunes soundcloud google play and spotify and the show goes live every friday for everybody else not supporting on patreon topic of the show this week mike here we go let's get into it and have an argument shall we microsoft has finally unveiled the discless xbox one s all digital edition out in May. Microsoft's long rumoured discless Xbox One has finally been made official and it's called the Xbox One S All Digital Edition and launches on May 7th. A discless Xbox One uh, <laughs> uh, has been, it's been in the rumours for a while uh, and the price point is going to be 249 US dollars which equivalates to 200 pounds or 199 pounds in the US. Okay, um, there's some other stuff to talk about, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But let's start there. Obviously, Inside Xbox was yesterday, so we watched it. I did my watch along. Thank you for everyone that did show up. I was so tired, dude. It was a bit of a bit of a like, oh, I'm here, I'm here. Just everyone calm down. This was shown. The price came out. What do you think of it? We'll start there. Uh, I think it's a great idea. We've talked about this before, moving into kind of the discless future, the all-digital future that we all talk about. I know there's a lot of back and forth about internet speeds not being up there yet and blah, blah, blah. But really, this is the future. There will always be some sort of form of you know physical media. But really, we're looking for that discless future. We're looking to save some money not paying for disk drives and I think that's where we had the issue today or yesterday when after this announcement, it was felt like a quick announcement. It felt like they jumped right over there to Larry with the white gloves and they were like, hey, this is what it looks like. This is the price point. Let's get out of here quick because I think they knew the price point was high. And, you know, Fix, I'm of two schools of thoughts right now. So, number one, it's coming out on my birthday. I want everybody <laughs> to think to themselves, if you are a gamer, do you know how cool of an opportunity it is to have a console launch on your birthday? Not many of us around the globe will ever have a console debut and but release on their birthday. But I'm about to. <laughs> so, Will, I get this. Most likely, even though I believe the price point is too high, and I know Fix is going to agree with me, we were looking at for that... $99 to 150 range. Make it the cheapest possible console. Make it so people want to buy this. Right now, you can buy the same exact console for like $200 on Amazon. Yep. So it's tough to be like, yeah, this is what I need to do. But my opposite school of thought, which I think the discussion really needs to be about, is I think the 250 price point is the right price point for us heading into the next generation. They're trying to set the bar of like, hey, it's $250 for a discless option, meaning when we come out with the Lockhart and the Anaconda, the big beefy version is going to be $500, and the discless version that's a little bit less beefy, it's going to be like $350. So they want people to start thinking about like, hey, this is what this is going to equate to. It's $250 now. Just know next generation, I think you're going to get up into the 350 range, and the bigger console is going to be about 500 so I think that's one thing we got to start thinking about is like they set this price point. So 
in June, a couple months from now, you're not slapped across the face like, what do you mean it's that much money? You got to understand still going to be expensive as well. I, I don't get this at all. I understood the all digital. That makes sense to me. I was I was, I was was looking forward to this announcement. Obviously, I've spoken about it before. I want to replace my my work Xbox being my X. I'm going to put it on my 4K TV and I was going to buy an all digital one and have it over here in the, in the corner. Um, and I was going to stream from that. And literally, I am left. I am left slapped in the face. Like what? What? So two hundred pounds right now on Amazon. You can get an Xbox One S uh, with a disc drive, which is just weird. But whatever, you get what I'm trying to say here. For a hundred and eighty-nine pound. Why would I buy this? Where does this fit? I don't. I just don't get it. I generally don't understand it. So let's look at it from this point of view, where I'm like, okay. So this comes out, they make the announcement, yeah? They say in the announcement, which they had to say, which was whenever we do a uh, price drop on, whenever there's a sale uh, on the disk drive, the S, the all-digital one will have a $50 reduction from that, which is, okay, cool. That's cool. But why launch it at 200 pounds Let's go, we'll do it from dollars because I know most of our audience is American, so we'll do it that way. $250, who is that speaking to? Generally, I don't get it. I thought the whole point of this was to bring down the cost. Okay, in America, it's $300 for an S right now, apparently, from the Microsoft Store. Not from Amazon or GameStop or anything like that. From the Microsoft Store, brand new, is $300. So they sound that they take the disk drive out, it's about £50 difference from the disk drive. That makes sense. The, the math works out there. If you look on eBay for a replacement disk drive, it's about $30 to $40 can get up there to about 50 so the price what they've cut makes sense but who is this for this was meant to be oh i've got i've still got a vcr but i've gone all digital with game pass and i'm not really playing physical media i'll upgrade to this even though we know there's another console coming okay it's not for those people because they're not paying 250 dollars because they're not dumb so okay you've got mc fixer here the guy that loves xbox the guy that's been doing a show for 182 weeks never missed a week I'm not paying $250. I'm not paying £200 for something. I'll stick with the VCR over there. I just, I don't get who this is for. Like, if you do it at $100, $150, which I think, I think $100 was wishful thinking. And the, at the most, I thought we was going to pay was $150. Like, £150, so it would have been about $200 for you guys. That's how, that's where my mind went. It was like, okay, still, still, would I prefer it cheaper? Yes. But that's where this is at. We're at the end of the life cycle. We're at the end of the generation. And I know what people are going to do. They're going to send emails. Yeah, but you get free games with it. You get free games. You get Minecraft. You get Forza Horizon free. Forza Horizon 4 is out. So why are we doing that? Have we just got a bunch of codes left in the back? Like, hey, let's just throw them in, guys. Let's just get rid of these. And what's the last one? There's another game. I can't remember what it is, actually. I believe um, it's Sea of Thieves. Oh, it was Sea of Thieves. Well done. Thank you, Mike. But they're all on Game Pass, apart from Forza Horizon 3, as people love to jump on me, okay. Why do I need these games? Why do I need this? I'm just, I, I don't understand it. It literally, there's no, there's no revision on the, on the, uh, on the soft, on the, uh, sorry, on the hardware. So it's not smaller. It's not lighter. It's, well, I guess technically it would be lighter because it doesn't have a disc tray. But there's nothing to it. And I get that. Okay, cool. Makes sense. Why would we slim down the motherboard? And why would we slim down? This literally, to me, just stinks of we over-manufactured the S. And we've decided to not cut the faceplate out and put a disk drive in. Perfect. That's what that seems like to me. And I don't like it. I'll be honest. I don't like it. I don't like the price point, And I don't like the fact that I feel... I feel... It just don't feel right in my gut. I don't know why. But there's something in here that just says to me... Something don't smell right. And I've not had that feeling since the launch of Xbox One. It just, I don't know. It just, something don't sit well. All digital, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. But this console at this price, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it. Not at this price, no way. No, no way. we'll see. I mean, I've been all over their Twitter. I've been all over their Reddit. And it has been exploding I'm sure. with, you know... 2% similar to me, which, you know, I'm different. It's my birthday. That's why I'm taking this time. Like, there's like 2 percenters like, oh, that's great. I can't wait to get my all digital bundle. This is going to be a great experience. And then the other 90 plus percent is like, 
what are we doing here? Why is it so expensive? What was the thought process behind it? And I really, I agree with you, Fix. I, it, they came in way too high here. I, I just have to think of that opposite side of school of thought of like, I guess they're just trying to get you guys ready for next generation, that's which... You know, I think that's what has to happen here because if it did come out at one fifty to you know two hundred dollars here, then when we get slapped with the five hundred plus console, people are gonna be like, "What's yeah. going on here?" You know, so I think they had to do it, but it was a very interesting one. We had heard it rumored, we knew it was kind of real. Yeah. Then to have it come up on Inside Xbox and and it it was the right place to announce it. Of yeah, course, definitely. Inside Xbox, it's small, it's easy, but that you know the whole announcement thing was just so small and brief. It was like, hey, we're in, we're out. We got to get out of here quick with that price point. So yeah. too bad, not not the right move. And it will be interesting to see how many people get this. Do Does this get a good reception come May 7th? I, I agree with you, Fix. This is not going to go well. It's not going to sell well because um, you can just get the normal S for $200 right now on Amazon so, that has a disk drive and it does the same thing. So you've got to, you've got to assume, right? That they are, they've stopped made it. They've stopped making Xbox One S's, right? You've got to assume that that they're just trying to yeah, sell through. The, retailers well, yeah. have got to be selling through their stock. Uh, so whatever's left is getting sold now. Cool, cool, cool. Get through that. Get through the end of this generation. And this is just like, okay, this is what we've got left. We didn't want to cut the faceplate at the faceplate out, and we don't have the disc drives, or we're saving money on the disc drives. Let's look at it that way, and we can just throw this out. Even the box don't look nice. It's just none of it is appealing. None of it. The price, the the, the outer box, none of it. None of it's appealing. But you did hit a, a very, very, very valid point, which is, you're right. If they went at one hundred and fifty dollars, oh, for this. And then they come out with the Lockhart, and that's I reckon you, if you're saying that the beefy console is going to be 500, I think the Lockhart comes out at 450. I don't think you'll get it at 350. I think it'll be $50 a 50. It's just not that big of a nope, price. Gap. I agree. I agree. I don't think it's going to be right, but I think that's where we're going to be because I just think the components itself it's it's still going to need. Look, we've just got the, the 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 PlayStation specs, so we can base it off of that. That this thing is going to have a solid state drive, which on its own is one hundred and fifty dollars, on its own, for a PC. Um, we obviously you got the GPU and stuff like that. The Lockhart's going to need all of that, and I reckon it's going to be all of that with a, without a disk drive. I don't think it's going to. I generally now of I am of the understanding of it's not going to be a less powerful. It's just not going to have a disk drive. I think that's why they brought this out. It's to be like, don't don't eat free us like you did in 2013, where it's like, oh, it's all digital, how do you? And I was the one sitting there going, it's going to be fine. It's going to be, and everyone's like, no, how do you? I'm like, family plan, guys. Come on, we can save some money here. No! I'm like, come on, guys, you divs, idiot. Do my head in. I generally believe that, yeah, the next consoles are going to be 500 and 450, the Anaconda and the cart. And this was a huge misstep, apart from getting people ready for next generation. But I don't see this thing selling. I generally don't. Well, it's going to have one full year on the market. Be mindful of that. We're going to have about a year and some change on the market. You know, with the sales, come holiday, come spring next year, come maybe summer this year. You know, what does that sale look like with the $50 off? Does that entice people? Is it a little bit more than 50? So we do have a full year of this. So will it change the minds a year from now, knowing that both these next generation consoles will not be released this holiday season and into next year? So we do have some time with it. We'll see what the messaging gets to. Like you said, we have to assume that they're not making the S anymore. And this is just going to be the model. So in a year from now, where do we stand? Is this just the standard now where people are buying this? Does it sell well? Does it sell mediocre? Is the messaging just the main goal of what they wanted here? But if you're if you're Timmy's mum walking into GameStop tomorrow, yeah? Or not tomorrow, when this thing comes out, and you see... The all uh, the Xbox One uh, S, S and the all digital edition, and you know that Timmy's got friends on Xbox as well, and you're like, oh, Timmy's probably gonna want to borrow his friends' games. Oh, I can't with this version, but I can with this, and it's only fifty dollars difference. Generally, she, I I don't think Timmy's mum's gonna be like, oh yeah, I really want that. Maybe she will. Maybe I'm wrong. But I just for fifty dollars, I want the disc drive just in case I find a game that. 
a, a mum and grop shop, a, a, a bargain basement and it's two pound or whatever it may be. Like, I just, I don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And I think the point is that I'm trying to make is they didn't do a good job of selling it either. Like you said, it was walk in. Here you go. We've done this. You know, it's already there. It's leaked. Boom. Get back out. That was it. It just they didn't sell it to us. The games they packaged with it are awful. I gym, especially considering Game Pass. Like, why these games? I ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I generally don't know. They should have they should have partnered with a third party on the games at least. Like Devil May Cry. Why not give this with Devil May Cry Five? They got a partnership with that. With Metro Exodus, they got a partnership with that. With um. I'm trying to think of one more. Assassin's Creed, whatever. Like, give me free third-party games that are worth it. Not Sea of Thieves, Fools of Fools of Horizon Three, Three. We've got four. What? I just ah, oh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. Do you get where I'm coming from, though? I just don't oh. get it. No, every, everybody agrees with you, Fix. Everybody and their mother right now is feeling this and it is a misstep we'll of course we'll never know we'll never be behind the scenes on what the thought process <laughs> was but you have to imagine a boardroom with 12 people one person of course is going to have to be the head of this says this is what it is and i'm sure nine out of those 12 people all said the same things we're all saying this is a business decision made by people probably more intelligent oh, way than, more us, smarter probably than us with bigger jobs than yep. us but you know, I'm sure somebody, at least a couple people, was just as vocal, if not more, about this. And, you know, it will be interesting to see how this looks in the long term, what we talk about in a year from now about this console, and really what it looks like on sales and, you know, into the future. But the main goal was simple. Get out there, start to send the message of digital future, all digital. Stream it, download it, buy it via digital stores. We're trying to get away from physical and media and trying to save you, the consumer, a little bit of money if we ever got to that stage, which is far from now. Probably won't ever happen all next generation, no. but they're just trying to get the conversation going. I mean, when you really look at it, you know what PlayStation touted yesterday? They said 8K. People are out here, Idiots. barely got a 4K TV. Idiots. So it's just... These guys have to come out and say this so we can try to continue to progress the culture in the sphere. Dude, here. dude, dude. We don't we don't talk about PlayStation here really because we don't the crossover is <laughs> never really there's no point. But let's just talk about that for a second. That obviously PlayStation have come out and one of their selling points is that it can it can handle 8K. I when I saw that I was like, shut the fuck up. Like Jim really, <laughs> I'm coming out with it. Because who has got an 8K TV? Who are you talking to when you say that? Nobody. What, you're telling me there's not going to be a PS5 Pro? Like, don't give me these buzzwords. I'm not buying it. What you're selling, I'm not buying. The faster load time, sounds good. Now Xbox have to come out. Now Xbox have to come out and say, yep. yeah, yep, yep, and yep. as does it even better. But don't be hitting me with 8K. Shut the up. God, I ain't got time for that. Oh, While all right. we round out this topic, the best line I saw on Twitter a couple days ago from one of our kind of funny best friends is they were, they were showing the PlayStation stuff, and the kid quote tweeted saying, as long as my PlayStation doesn't sound like an F5 trying to take off <laughs> off of a tarmac, <laughs> then we'll be fine. And, like, I turn on my PlayStation Pro, and it's like, whoa, just trying to yep. take off to the next universe is right. Dude, he's totally right. He's totally right. Uh, let's jump into what's been in our box. Mike, what you've been playing. You haven't been here for a couple of weeks, so you must have played a lot. I know. I haven't been here a yeah. couple of weeks. I'm trying to think. You know, I'm just getting raid ready in the division. Oh, you know, okay. boys up right now. Wait, uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me stop you. Are you sure you're getting your boys ready? Because a little birdie was in my ear. A little birdie was in my Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash mcfixer, and was saying they were getting you ready. So which way is it? Which way they, is it? Are you lying? Got me to tier, they got me to world tier five, right? I'm okay. raid ready, uh, unless it depends on the gear score, which we'll talk about later mm -hmm. on, I'm sure. But what it was now is now you got to have eight people, seven other people besides yourself. Like, so it's like, okay, yeah. now you're going down your friends list. Like, yeah. okay, everybody's got to get ready for this. So we've gotten four people. Now I need a squad. UK fix and the boys. Bro, we're you know, ready. Do, We've been ready. You, get, you have seven people ready to no, go? No, no, no. I'm saying... Look, yo, let me get, let squad. me, wait, let, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me shout out my squad right now, because you Americans, you be slacking out here. You're not in the My Xbox and Me clan, scrubs. 
You ain't ready for our gear score. Scrubs. Let me tell you. Xbox Stu, 500 plus. Mr. Oh. Moody, 500 plus. Lexington, 500 plus. Paul, 500 plus. Me, 500 plus. If I can drag Crash's butt out of bed, 500 plus easy. Me and the UK lads and Crash, um... And I guess Paul. We can't Paul as one of our own. He lives over here, right? Technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we can't him as ads. He's ads, all right? We, we're we ready. We're ready to go. If you want to join forces with us to run the raids, maybe we'll let you. But I'm just saying, I'm my squad grow hard. I almost forgot Tony, our ringleader, our main man. Tony, he's our guy. 500. We're talking. I'm not talking 500. I'm talking 500 plus, baby. I don't know where you're at, but we, we are here. We ready, all right? That's all I'm saying. Your, your squad is ready to Oh, we're drop. stacked. That's all that matters. We're stacked. You got, you got about, you're close. You got about seven names right there. Almost eight names, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, some close. of, you know, some of them, you know, some of them, let's be, uh, Mike, I'm, I'm going to let, let, let you in with a little secret. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Stu's gonna make it. I'll be honest. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Mr. Moody's gonna make it. I'll be honest. Jeez, you see some of their gameplay. And if anybody, I dare, yeah, dare you to email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com and say, "Fix it, you're the one always going down." I'm going down because I got to make the big plays. Oh, the big. I got to make the big plays. See what? I'm, see, someone understands. Streamers understand. We got to make the big plays. That's why we go down a lot. All right. That's why. <laughs> No, all jokes aside, so whereabouts are you? Me, though. Whereabouts are you? I'm guess at four fifty, <laughs> and then the boys are getting to world tier five. So that's oh, yeah. going to be the question that we're all going to ask: is now what is the raid going to come in at? You finish world tier five? No, see, that's too high. No, nah. that's too it's high. Easy, because you block out. Yeah, but you block out more of the target audience. You could come out with two different raid versions: one at. 450 to 475 and then a higher t1 at 500 Maybe. that goes into plus yeah because now you're going to pull the destiny move on me if you put it at 500 80 percent of the world is not at 500 gear score hey. unless they're pouring all that time in there so the issue is is like now people are like hey i can't participate in the raid unless i start getting into the nitty-gritty of gear stuff which you know there's two sides of that coin but i think they got to come in at either 450 or 475 to let the bigger I audience that, yeah. get in and experience no, it and then i could see a different version at 500 where it drops higher tier higher, loot you know yeah. what i mean but that's my question is like what level are we going to come in at for gear score for this raid do you think uh, i think yeah i think you made you actually made a really good point i would i would have said 500 just because mm -hmm. I've been at 500 for two weeks now, so for me, for me, and I get what you're saying. For me, it's normal. I'm I'm at the I'm at the end end game because I'm like grinding out for now the best weapons that I can get. I'm yeah. trying out different builds. I'm spreadsheeting. I've got like a screen up next to me <laughs> while streaming. Like, oh my god, I got the famas that does this much damage at this many rounds. But I've got super nerdy. This game is so well designed, dude. So well designed from the start to finish. So well designed. The one thing I will say is I'm starting to hate randos. I'm starting to hate randoms. Me and Tony, we ran a, a daily challenge on challenging the other day, doing our dailies. Two hours I was on the end part of a mission because people don't know how to stay in the group. They piss me off, Mike. They piss me off. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. One... That's... Go on, go on, go on. Tell me. Well, I was going to say that's another worry is you bring up randos. It's like now you're looking at the raid with eight people. Like you got to have seven other friends or you're going to get teamed up with another squad of randos. Yeah. And it's not going to go well for you, you know. I, it's not yeah, I be wouldn't have fun. thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. But, we, okay, so what are we saying? The 25th. The problem is it comes out the same bloody day as the Avengers. That's the problem. So when are we doing this raid? I say that we all tackle it Saturday, the day after, or two days after, if I'm not mistaken. You That's get your boys after, ready, yeah. I get my boys ready, you stream, I stream, we come together, everyone's a big happy family, someone gives me some subs, someone gives Mike some subs, we're all happy. Everyone's a winner, baby. I mean, we're we're going to do it. We're going to make that, that happen. That sounds good. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happen. the gear score is. I'm excited. I think Division has done a great job. You know, I, I don't know anything about Anthem. I know that oh, it's God. gone down to $20 <laughs> on sale right oh, now. No. So, you know, I'm a little worried about that game. Shh, don't um, tell Haley. Don't tell Haley. She's still every day. She's like, should we play Anthem? I'm like, no, no, no. 
I beat up on Sekiro. I played a little Tom Clancy's Wildlands to go uh, check uh, that out after, you know, uh, the four player. It, it's just not the same. It's not the same after you play Division. It's tough to go back to. Yeah. And uh, there's no new games on the horizon until Mortal Kombat comes out. World War Z. I know you have a copy. I do. I'm going to go grab that and check it out. So That'd be cool you know, to play together. A quiet couple of weeks. Yeah, a little party if, mode fun stuff. Yeah, why don't... If you're going to get it, what, if you let me know what day you're going to stream, DM me. I can get up that day and stream as well. Okay. We could do because I've got no one to play it with, and it is a co-op game. So let's, we'll talk about that. Heavily co-op. We'll talk right. about that. Yeah. So I do have World War Z. Not had time to check it out. I got it two days ago. Um, I am going to play it today, probably on stream. But I'm still tempted to play Football Manager. Not sure. Um, so yeah, I've been playing Division. I've been playing. I started Metro Exodus finally. Um, oh, played, okay. Played, yeah, played the the start in two hours of that, maybe two hours and a bit. I've literally done everything that I've already done in winter because that's literally mm. where it started me at the preview mm -hmm, event mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i was like damn it oh man this is all what i've already done um but still good i'm still terrible at stealth which obviously everyone knows stealth is not my strong point uh so that was fun enjoy playing that what else have i played uh i finished the walking dead so i have thoughts on that have you played it yet no i gave up with the walking dead a long time ago unfortunately so do you care I think about I gave spoilers up around no, not at all. I've already heard all the spoilers, so it really doesn't okay. matter to me. Okay, spoiler warning right now. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some time because I hate it when people just spoil things. Skip forward on this episode if you don't want to hear anything about The Walking Dead until we get to Patreon Producer. When you hear Patreon Producer, then you'll be ready. Alright. Everyone, ready, steady, go. So I finished The Walking Dead. Uh, I am extremely upset with the way it ends. It is super, super, super anticlimactic. Like, I don't understand why. So, at the end, they get. And I don't know, I'm not just spoiling the end. The whole episode is just. It takes you on this roller coaster, and you kind of know where it's going to go. You know that something's going to happen to Clem, and okay, here we go. And you get the same moment as you do with Lee, which is Clementine and AJ. They're together in the barn, and she's like, Look, AJ, you've got to kill me you've got to kill me and you're like okay this is hard this is hard to watch you're emotionally invested it's it's that throwback to the moment that happened beforehand and you're like okay here we go it happens it cuts to black and you don't see clementine die you're like okay but she's dead you assume she's dead uh because he's, he's gone at her with um with an axe okay no problem then it does a jump cut to some weird really 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 strange cutscene that you play out um of clementine going through fire and rescuing aj as a baby which it's never understood whether you are playing in real time or if it's in aj's mind or if it's in clementine's mind or what the f is going on it just doesn't make sense generally just doesn't make sense then it jump cuts you again back to real time you see AJ, they surprise you. They've not killed Clementine and her legs there. It left such a bad taste in my mouth, dude. So, after all these years with the series, to do what they did with the ending, I just, I didn't like it. Just cut off her leg. We're all shouting, cut off her leg, cut off her leg. So he cuts off her leg, but they don't show it. It's just honestly super strange, super weird. I just didn't get it. Didn't get it at all. So, that is that. I don't understand it. I didn't like it. It left a really, really, really bad taste in my mouth. Um, they used a new engine at the end of the game. So, they use a new a new choice system for how... And I'm like, so this is what we were going to get. This is what we were going to get with... Oh, and then you don't get to... It's just... Ah! It's so annoying. It's so annoying. There's so much more potential to bin there in this game. And now we'll never get to experience it. I don't know what they're working on next. Um, but I'm glad it ended. I'm glad we got to see an ending, but I wasn't happy with that, with how it ended, unfortunately. And I think you can really tell where they got up to and was like, crap, we didn't have the budget to finish it. The studio closes down. People come back to finish it off. You can really tell where it just sort of comes off the hinges a little bit, in my opinion. <sighs> Mike, that was all good. Let's talk about our Patreon producer, Mike Lynch. 
Mike, thank you so much for being the Patreon producer this month. Remember, you can support on patreon.com slash mcfixer and make this show happen like Mike Lynch has been doing for so long now. So thank you so much for the support. Should we get into the news this week? Jesus, we're only just getting there. Xbox announces E3 2019 briefing date and time. Microsoft has announced the date and time for its Xbox E3 2019 briefing. The conference will once again be held uh, at the Microsoft Theater in LA in the traditional slot of the Sunday before the main event. You'll be able to watch the on uh, watch it online June 9th at 1 p.m. PT, PDT or 9 p.m. UK and 6 a.m. EST via YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and Mixer. So we've officially got the date and time. They're sticking to their normal slot, which I'm very thankful for because I don't have to stay up till crazy o'clock to watch it, which is always mm-hmm. nice. Um, what are you expecting? Obviously, we got a couple of teasers yesterday at the Inside Xbox event. Um, what what are you expecting? Are you excited? You're going to be there. Uh, hopefully, you're going to be yeah. at the press conference. We'll see. But what is how are you feeling about it now? Oh, I'm so excited. You know, I can't wait for that vibrant green to splash up on the screens all around us. You know, I hope they give me one of those cool light-up wristbands so I can start <laughs> you know, fist bumping in the crowd. But uh, it should be an exciting time. You know, I do expect a you know, console appearance. I think they're going to show it, maybe detail it, but kind of just shoo it off the stage after that. Yeah. I expect gears. I do expect something Halo related. I know Infinite. we're kind of on the fence if it will or it won't be there, but like I do expect a little bit of a trailer there. Maybe not gameplay, maybe gameplay, but I expect Halo to be there. It's one of your big titles. It has to come out. Yeah. Uh, we, we're going to talk about it. We heard Phil Spencer say that some of these new studios are going to show games. Yep. I'm excited to see what that is. Is it the Fable. dev diaries of like, is it the dev diaries of, hey, what's up? Microsoft bought us and this is what we're working on. We'll see you in three years. Or is it, hey, here's four games ready to go and we're ready to kick butt. We do know that Obsidian's Outer Worlds is very close yeah. to if not probably going to be releasing this holiday. So, you know, where do we stand with those games? But all in all, I expect a big E3 conference. I expect a fun E3 conference and I expect a lot of games there. I'm not too worried about the consoles, but I do believe it will be there, which is good for me if I'm there. That's exciting stuff to be a part of, but I expect games will be the heavy presence there. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. I think we'll see the console. I think we'll get all that Mumbo Jumbo out of the start. Um, and then hopefully it is just about games, games, games. I do kind of want them to take the PlayStation approach with this E3, which is to get people excited about things that may be a little bit further off because they have the spotlight. It is only on them. That's all they have to worry about is getting this right. And there's only one way they're going to get, gonna get it right. It's by showing games that are interested. They have now 15 studios with rumors. Have you seen the rumors coming around at the moment? Which they're, they're apparently rumors that they're maybe purchasing IO and two others. So that should be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's 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 in, super interesting. I can't wait for E3. I'm happy that it's going to be happening. I'll be doing a watch along, obviously. Uh, so people can tune in and watch that with me if they please, of course. Uh, next up, Microsoft announced Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. During Inside Xbox, Microsoft announced Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which will combine Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live Xbox Game Pass to, to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Jesus, that was a lot of words. Uh, will be available later this year and will cost £15 a month. This new subscription was leaked earlier this month and we spoke about it then. So, it is finally here. Game Pass and Gold into one bumper. £15 a month. They have said that they're going to do it annual. It's going to be a, You're going to be able to pay for it annually, which is yearly, which I am super happy about. What is your thoughts? Obviously, this is a lot of a lot of this. This this inside Xbox was already rumored and leaked, so it's interesting mm-hmm. to finally get confirmation on most of this stuff. Obviously, Mr. Moody was actually on the show and talked about this, and he actually predicted it a while ago before the rumors. So, fifteen pound, I think, is a good price. Um, nothing to worry about there. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I I think this is a must-do, and this is the right move here to combine both these services. You know, you can still get one service apiece if you only want one of them, which is totally fine. But for $15, why would you not combine them? I mean, I'm already paying for both. I'm very excited for it. But really, they're going for gamers first of like, hey, for $15, you get your Xbox Gold Live account so you can play online and have all your online functionality. And then two, 
here's a hundred plus game pass games that you can download at any moment and play. So it's a great price point. It's a great move. One of my friends said, Oh, Microsoft is running scared now. And that's why they announced this. And I said, well, that's not true. A Microsoft already was rumored to do this. We knew about this for a long time now. And Microsoft has taken the gamers first approach for a long time now, ever since they lost this console wars and they've had that switch in transition. And, this is the right move here. Why would you not bundle both those services? Why would we keep them separate? So it's a great move there. I'm super excited. And $15 a month, that's nothing when it comes down to it. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's a very good price. Obviously, I think that the really important thing here was the fact that they didn't take away uh, games with gold, which is they could have quite mm. easily have done that with, with having Game Pass, which is like, all right, no longer doing games with gold, so they would have saved money with publishers paying them out for that instead we're just going to focus on game pass they've not done that you're still going to get your games with gold you still and you've got your game pass here it's the best of both worlds at, at an affordable price at 15 pound at 15 dollars a month to be honest with you so really happy about that uh next up microsoft's new studio will have things to show at e3 2019 xbox head uh, phil spencer announced during today's inside xbox which was yesterday uh, that some of the new studios will have to sh uh, have things to show at e3 2019 during the show spencer said our new studios are going to have things to show which is going to be awesome some new things that nobody has seen before end quote spencer specifically mentioned that obsidian's the outer world which is a multi-platform release could be at the show yeah, 100% will be. Why would they not want that to sell well? Especially with it being on multi-platform. Because they're just going to make money from it being sold on PlayStation as well now. Which is dope. <laughs> um, nothing really more to add on there. It's all stuff we already said. I really hope we see a rebooted Fable from Playground. I really hope that's what they're working on. It's been rumoured for a while. So, would be cool. That's, the, that's probably my... My top pick, if I can see a new Fable game, especially with the way we are now with Open World and me and Haley love Fable 2 and 3. So to be able to go back into that world and really dive deep, I, I'm super interested and would super be happy about it. So we'll see what happens. Next up, Gamescom is getting Jeff Keighley hosted a hosted announcement, announcement show. Uh, this year's Gamescom will open with an announcement-filled live stream. Uh, featuring reveals from major game publishers. The broadcast will be called Gamescon Opening Night Live and will be hosted by Jeff Keighley. You'll be able to watch it on Monday the 19th of August at 7pm UK. Uh, that's 2pm Eastern or 11am Pacific. So that's a big one again. Gamescom bringing back their press conferences. They had them for a while, then they went away, and now they're back again. Jeff Keighley, obviously, great host of the Game Awards and does an amazing job with that. Super believe in this. He does also does the uh, YouTube Coliseum uh, E3 usually. So something at Gamescom gives me a reason to do more uh, reaction content. So I'm happy about it. And I, I love these shows. I love it when publishers have things to say and they show things. Gets everyone together. Gets everyone hyped. So I'm happy we're getting something in uh, Europe over here to, to actually have it. Gamescom was obviously the... I think it's the biggest show. Uh, games show by a mile. So why wouldn't they have it there? Get eyeballs on their games and do it. So yeah, it's really cool. Are you excited? Are you going to come... You coming to Germany? You going to come to the UK? Come see me afterwards? Let me tell you what, that would be an experience of a lifetime to go to that. As you saw in last year's videos of Gamecom, it is packing <laughs> that building like sardines. People yep. are shoulder to shoulder just to try to get inside. So I can only have Keely in the squad trying to do a game announcement show and people trying to scurry in <laughs> to get involved in that one. But it is really cool. This is the biggest games conference in all of the world. We know that. So it only fits right to have some sort of announcement show. That sounds like a fun time. What will be announced? I don't know. E3 is literally two months beforehand. So what's that really going to look like? It'll be interesting. Maybe Sony has a big presence there. We're not quite sure, you know, but it will be a fun time. And I think that's a great touch to add on to that, you know, gaming event. Yeah, see, Sony usually do Paris Games Week, right? When they, if they, yeah, I was going to say Paris out, Games yeah. Week's in the back of my mind. But at the same time, it's like, that's a pretty big show. Sony, no E3. Maybe they have one of their PlayStation you know, indie events or whatever they called that thing a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Maybe that would be play. a good time yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, I don't think this stops Xbox being there, though. I get what you mean no, by the fact that um, E3 is obviously before it and stuff like that. But it is interesting because you've got to think, there, there's enough people out there that want stage time. 
and not everyone can get it at E3. And I do, unfortunately, as much as I love Gamescom and it looks really dope and stuff like that, it definitely is the B show of the E3 to, to Gamescom. Even though there's more people, it's just I feel like there's more eyeballs on E3 because we're, we're custom to that. So I'll be interested to see what sort of announcements they have and what they actually show. But yeah, it's uh, only in time will tell, I suppose. Next up, one that I can't relate to, but Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order details have come out. Head of Respawn uh, Entertainment, Vince Zampella, confirmed today, wasn't today, that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be a single-player story game with no multiplayer and no microtransactions. He made an announcement at Star Wars Celebration in an interview with IGN's own Max Scoville, saying, uh, with no uncertainty, no multiplayer and no microtransactions, this is a story <laughs> game, which which was met with cheers from the audience. They have been beating that over the head, my dude. To finish this off, uh, EA has also uh, confirmed that the release date will be no November 15th on the Xbox One. They have been the hitting... I watched the Star Wars Celebration. It's like, this is a single-player game. No matter... This is single, single, single... They just kept every two seconds. I was like, okay, we get it, guys. We get it. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to keep telling us. We get it. Uh, you excited for this? Do you like what you saw? The trailer came out? Uh, I like Star Wars. I'm very excited for a Star Wars single-player game. What kind of story will they tell? What will the gameplay feel like? I would put myself at a 6 to 7 excitement level. Got to mind you, it was an all-CGI trailer. There was no gameplay footage. So we really don't know how this is going to look, how this is going to feel. But, of course, you know the actor from Shameless and from Gotham as the Joker. We've had some fun with all of that. So... I'm excited for the game. I, I'm timid right now at best because, of course, we are kind of follow along, even though it is releasing this year. That's yeah. kind of interesting not to see any gameplay, but I'm sure it will have a large presence at E3. It's yes. Star Wars. It's just a gigantic title, and everybody's going to be behind it. Uh, a little disappointed, you know, how microtransactions has to be the story here. Of course, you know, it's a single-player game, and they have to keep bringing up there's no microtransactions. It's like there's microtransactions in everything. I know EA put a bad taste in your mouth with their microtransactions, but the guy doesn't have to bring it up all the time, which is just too bad. So depressing to hear. But, uh, you know, hopefully we just move past that eventually one day. I feel like it's a case of... There's been so much bad blood with EA and Star Wars. I feel like it's him trying to over-course correct, in a way, which is like... All right, we've got, to, we've got to get out of there and let people know that we, there's no way of us nickel and diamond people or, or or manipulating the game. This is single player. There is no microtransactions. Like, make sure you get out of there and tell people. Make sure you tell people. And, yeah, I get what you mean, but I think, I think it's better for them to do it now instead of when we see gameplay. So let's, let's get out there, get it done, and hopefully now people understand. We know what this game is. Let's go. So we'll see. It will be like this. And now... Respawn Entertainment, welcome to the stage to show off their Star Wars game. Live gameplay footage and underneath in gigantic letters. No microtransactions, people. <laughs> just so you, Single just player. So you get over this. You're killing me. I did see some people actually a little bit upset that it was single player. Uh, and even in the Facebook group, I saw that. The, it does. It's not a co-op Star Wars experience. It's single player. I feel like the story will make sense that it's single player. Um, but we'll see. And plus, I'm all for more single player games. I'm not huge into Star Wars, as most of you know. I've seen the new films, and I will watch the new, new, the new, new film that's come out, episode eight, I think. Is that right? I don't know. Numbers weird, um, but yeah, I just my my heart doesn't have anything in this. But it did look interesting in the trailer. It looked interesting. Again, I couldn't really get too hyped because I didn't really understand what was going on because I'm not that into Star Wars. But from what they were talking about, the way the gameplay is and stuff like that, it, it should be interesting. So I'm looking forward to it, nonetheless. Next up, a new Lego Star Wars game is reportedly in development. That's all I'm going to give you. There's no need to read this. Eurogamer has been reporting it. There's a new one. Get hyped if you care about Star Wars and Lego. Perfect. And last but not least, Ninja Gaiden 2 is now officially on Xbox One's backwards compatibility, which was announced yesterday along with Splinter Cell Conviction, Splinter Cell Blacklist, and Splinter Cell Double Agent, all being Xbox One compatible already, but now are all enhanced as well. Also, there's Fable 2 and Fable 3 that have been enhanced as well on the Xbox One X. You a Ninja Gaiden fan? 
No, I've never played a ninja game. Uh, but definitely after watching the trailer that they put up there, I'm like, oh, maybe I could get into that. You know, gigantic bosses, Hot. hack and slash action. Hot. You know, that kind of looks like my thing. Hard, Hot. maybe it's like a Dark Souls type tickle. It for was me, the you know? yeah, that's what it is. It's literally like that. Oh, it's hard. I've played it. It's hard. Uh, games we go this month. Uh, you've got the Mechromancer uh, from April first to April thirtieth, and Outcast Second Contract from April sixteenth to May fifteenth. On the Xbox three sixty side, you have Star Wars Battlefront two from no best gone now. I'm sorry. But Ghost Recon World, uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfare 2 is available from April 16th to April 31st. Mike, we do a show each week right here on, twi on Twitch. Jesus, I'm, I'm definitely out of it. On YouTube.com slash MCFixer and SoundCloud and all those places. We ask people to send out emails at myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. Now, I see you little motherfuckers. I see you all. Don't think I don't see the numbers every single week. I know how many numbers we get on YouTube. I know how many numbers we get on SoundCloud. I check the analytics on a weekly basis. I know that a lot of you are from New York. Shout out to you. I know that a lot of you are from America. Shout out to you. What do we have to do to get you to email in? What do I have to do? You don't like emails? Do you want a Twitter thread? Do you not like Twitter? Do you want a Facebook thread? You don't like Facebook? We'll start a subreddit. What do you want from me, guys? Please help me. We did get one email in, though, and it goes a little something like this. Hello, everyone. So Respawn has finally revealed their Star Wars game, Jedi Fallen Order, is a single-player story-based video game with what <laughs> we are being told has no microtransactions or multiplayer. Heck, we are being told that EIA will not monetize this game whatsoever. But I'm confused. EA said time, time and time again that they, that they want their games to be live service. Dragon Age 4's first... Uh, first sorry uh Alition was before sorry duh, 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 was before being cancelled for many reasons but one of the main ones was it wasn't live service game and what now is getting changed visceral games and amy hagan's story uh story based game was cancelled for many reasons but the main one was because it wasn't a live service game and the studio was shut down my question is why why not why is EA now letting a single-player video game with no monetization be made? Why is Respawn the exception? Mike, why is Respawn the exception? Why now are EA flippy-flopping on, obviously, games that are beloved to the franchise like Dragon Age, and obviously, people were super excited for Visceral's game. Why now is it that they're willing to do this? It's a great question. Honestly, I don't have a good answer for you. I would never have a good answer not privy so all of that goes in behind the scenes was it too costly with amy heading was it going the wrong direction that maybe the larger company didn't want or maybe they didn't buy into the vision was it because now they have a time clock on how long that they own this ip with disney that they can make these games that they have to get something out there is it vincent pella and the respawn team knowing that maybe they can put out a different kind of game that they can buy into I'm honestly not sure. I, I I can't read the room on this. I know that Amy and the team had something great going on over at Visceral that I was excited for, but it was so early in the development that we really didn't know what was happening there. And then it got canceled, and now we kind of had that down period of like, man, is EA going to flub up with this Star Wars property that they have for five more years, or what are they going to do? And then right around the corner now, all of a sudden, responding the team over the past year or two they're on the they're on the title they're the marquee name right now so i'm not quite sure there's so many question marks and no answers coming from my side unfortunately yeah i think number one um it, i wouldn't be surprised if this game was designed the way it, when it was designed first of all it was it did have monetization i wouldn't be surprised i'm not saying it doesn't now as we know but I wouldn't be surprised if at first it had. Maybe they just bought Respawn. Respawn were handed the IP and were like, well, this is how we want to do it. And when you have good leaders, I think you can trust Vincent Pella, made Call of Duty, uh, Medal of Honor, Apex Legends. I think you can trust this man with a Star Wars game. Like, maybe it was just a time, it was time and place. Again, everything does come down to timing. Maybe they knew that Apex was going to be big. Maybe they knew that they could afford to take the risk on this one. They knew they had to get a game out because they flubbed a few things. I think it just comes down to fan reaction being number one. 
they they made a huge boo-boo with Battlefront 2, obviously, and the whole loot box situation there, that that happens along with this being in development and them going, you know what? We need to make things right. We need to not mess this up. We need to get the fans back on that side. And I think that's why the changes happened, because people spoke. There was so much... Um, there was so much like, pushback on what happened the first time around that I think they're just like, you know what? Let's just get this one out the door, get our $60 from everyone, and get ourselves out of here. So I think that's what the case is, to be honest with you. But I don't know either. It will be a great behind-the-scenes story one day. I bet you, you know, five to a decade from now, we're going to find some sort of crazy story coming from some awesome reporter that has the background knowledge of what happened with Amy's game, why they went in this direction. It will be a cool story, but we do know that EA only has this licensing deal for a couple more years, so they're going to have to really start pushing this IP in the name of Star Wars before it goes up in the air and maybe they don't get it back, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. Well, thank you all. Let's plug, 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 Mike, and get ourselves out of here. What you got to plug this week, my friend? What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Snowbike Mike, and you can find me on all my social media accounts, at Snowbike Mike, on Twitter, on Instagram, where I post cute pug photos. But really, what I want to plug right now is patreon.com slash mcfixer. Oh get up to that fan mail tier, just like <laughs> I want, and get that oh, awesome Xbox swag bag. Okay, I'm letting you all know there's a dope Xbox swag bag. I don't know where he got it. You know, I have rumor that he went to this gaming convention. He saw the truck with the door wide open. Him and Haley might have jumped in there and got a bunch of them i'm not quite sure at where he actually got all these bags but i do know one thing i want a bag should i tell you what happened you should too do you want to know what happened yeah lay it on me. so i was at the event i was at uh, egx and uh, i was talking i know if obviously i go to enough of these events now that people know me and they know my face and stuff like that and literally i was talking to one of the i'm not going to re- reveal my source but uh, i was talking to one of the people and i literally joked me and how you were standing there went well, yo where's the swag and she literally pointed at a gentleman and was like, go talk to him. And I went, okay, I will. And I walked up to him. I said, hey, I'm MC Fixer. I do my Xbox and me. I need some swag. He went, how much swag do you want? I went, how much can you give me? Literally, the what? next thing I know. Always say that. Next thing I know, he gives me a load of bags. He says, what are you going to do with it? I said, I'm going to put them on uh, Patreon for my fan out here. And give some away. And he said, cool. So I gave them to him. So he gave me 10 bags. And literally, we walked out of the thing with these 10 bags, security looking at me, like, did you just steal them? I said, no, I didn't steal them. Don't worry. And then we ducked out. So that's what happened. That's what happened. There it goes. Just a simple question. And bang, you're walking away with some swag bags. Simple Simple answer. Just like that. Uh, But seriously, thank you all for the support. Remember, patreon.com slash mcfixer. That is what keeps the lights on. Seriously, I am six months, Mike. Six months left. If I don't make it, if I don't make it, six months, I'm going back, going back to retail. So I've got six months. I'm doing a streamer challenge right now over on twitch.tv slash mcfixer. I'm going to try and be live for 100 days straight. We're on day three, four. So we're going to try and that. So for at least an hour, if like on my weekends, if I've got something to do, I'll do like an IRL hour or something like that. But we're going to do 100 days straight of being live. Uh, and yeah, it should be it should be cool. But seriously, patreon.com slash mcfixer is what keeps the lights on. It's what gives me a monthly income. It's what keeps me going. So if you're someone listening to this show, enjoy what I do, has a couple of bucks that they can give, I would appreciate it. Remember, if you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Twitch Prime, don't be lazy. Link the accounts. If the accounts are not already linked, you got to give it away to someone every 30 days. I know a channel would love it, myself. And if I don't, you don't want to give it to me, I understand. Then give it to that guy. Snow by Mike. Thank you all for the support. Until next week, I will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Goodbye. <laughs>